Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated CEO Podcast. Today, we are talking all about generating consistent cash flow in your business, and it is possible to generate consistent income without working harder. And our guest, Amy, today is going to unpack a whole bunch of myths that are floating around out there about it. So with that being said, Amy, welcome into the podcast. Thanks, Amy. I'm so glad to be here. And before we dive in, tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah, I'm the money confidence coach for female entrepreneurs. And essentially, I help people make money simple. We overcomplicate it. We get emotions in there. So if you're looking to ditch stress, struggle, frustration when it comes to your finances and all those things, finally figured out the money thing, that's essentially what I do at its core. And then, of course, I'm a mama to four. We homestead, homeschool, all the things. Oh my gosh, I love it. And basically, you're proving that you can have a business built around your life, which is something I am so passionate about. And I love how you make money simple because topics like this, we tend to overcomplicate them so often. So before we even like talk about the how, tell us more about like cash flow itself. What is cash flow in our business? Because I feel like there's some misconceptions out there. Definitely. So having cash flow in your business at its core is just like having the revenue coming in. The cash flow itself doesn't necessarily mean profit. It's the part that we're bringing in. It's the part that we all focus on in business, as business owners. Like we got to hit these sales numbers. And like, that's the big, it's like the shiny object, the, the goal that we're getting to. But it's one part of the equation, which we're going to get to, but it's just money coming into your business. I love it. I love it. So let's start to unpack this. What is step one of generating consistent revenue? You have to be making consistent offers, which again, might be a simplification, but how many times have we thought about doing something and then not actually did something or we're afraid of like being too pushy with our sales. So then like, we're not really asking for the sale. Now there's a time and a place for what I call the mumble. And I actually learned this from Ray Higdon, who's a network marketer trainer back, oh, it's been years, but what he calls is a mumble is when you're talking it was like, okay, so for example, we're talking here and I'm like, so on the Academy call last week, this da -da 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 -da, whatever happened. So I'm just casually mentioning the name of my program, but it's not an actual pitch. That's a mumble, which they're great. They're great to do because it's kind of like if somebody's listening, they're going to be like, oh, what's the Academy? Like, what is that? But we have so much going on, like you're marketing to a moving army, not the standing parade, right? I think we probably all have heard that. You have to actually make the offer. So not just think about making the offer. So have offers to make consistently and then actually make them like at its core, that's what you have to do. And then have a way to accept payment, which most of us do. Like that's really what you need. 
Yes. And it's as simple as that. And that's a mistake I see clients make all the time is that we're assuming, we're just assuming that everyone knows exactly what we do and how to buy from us. But nobody's paying as much attention to us as we think they are. We love to think that everybody knows all of the things about us that, you know, we revolve at the center of the universe. No, it is so busy in the online space, so loud. So you have to make those consistent offers. You have to repeat yourself. And yes, you will feel like a broken record over and over and over, but that's okay because really nobody's paying that much attention. One of my favorite examples of this is that, okay, can you tell me what your last three posts were? I can't. I mean, I kind of have a vague idea because I go with the same like general like posting schedule. I couldn't tell you like the exact content of it. So that proves like nobody's really paying that much attention. So I love that you mentioned that. I'm thinking like I could do two because we're recording this like the week of Thanksgiving. So like the Black Friday prep. One went live like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, but the third no, one, it's like- I can't do all the third one now. <laughs> right, our brains are so busy. Our brains, like there's yes. so much information up there. And half the time, you know, when we're scrolling, we're just flipping by stuff. You know, we're, we're going to Instagram to be entertained. We're consuming media on different platforms for different purposes. So mm-hmm. people really aren't paying that much attention. Not at all. (laughs) So once we get more comfortable with making consistent offers, where do you advise people to go next? We need to, and I guess when you're making the consistent offers, I'm a huge fan of tracking. Like you have to have the systems and the tracking because what we don't focus on, what we don't track isn't going to be able to improve. So once you're tracking that and you can see what's actually producing results within your business, then you can kind of evaluate like what's actually working now and what's not because there's so many different tactics out there. There's so many strategies and they really all work, but like you have to know what works for you. So for example, I know we connected on LinkedIn, those people that DM us that are like, do you want 15 to 30 calls a month? And I'm like, no, like I don't do a lot of private coaching Zoom calls. Like that doesn't work for me. Um, And I don't really do appointments like that. So definitely no, like hard pass. That doesn't fit what works for me. And you have to come to that same realization. So whether it's live launching stresses you the heck out, which was a realization that I came to the other day, like it wasn't even like I can prep and do the work for the launch, but I create these like crazy expectations and I do so much better when I have like the evergreen funnel set up where I'm just talking to people one-to-one and I don't have the expectation of like, we have to hit these goals. We have to hit these goals. And it was like, okay, this is good data for me to sit here and evaluate what feels good and what doesn't. And what I'm actually avoiding is the other portion here. I'm like, if you keep saying, okay, I'm going to launch this program. We're going to do this. And like, oh, but now it's the holidays or now it's summer break. If there's a reason that we keep escaping it and you're tracking the data, you're going to be able to help hopefully self-evaluate. And it's always easier when you have a coach with you to help you like, hey, weren't you going to do that thing? So yeah, like make the consistent offers and then look at what's working and what's not and let go of the need to be like, quote, everybody else just because that's what everybody else does. Like it's your business, make it work for you. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Preach it. Like this is my soapbox. And yes, I agree 100% because we're always trying to do what everybody else is doing. But all of the systems in the world aren't going to help unless they work for you. Like we're creating these things that are so complicated in our businesses because everyone else is doing it. And it's Mm -hmm. exhausting. And I feel so seen because I like live launching to me is exhausting. I don't know what it is. I think it goes back to those expectations. I was always the overachiever. So for Mm -hmm. me, when I go into a live launch, then I've like put those unrealistic expectations on myself so that if it doesn't go to plan, it's like, oh my gosh. And I just feel drained, like physically and mentally drained. So it's, again, having that awareness that we get to call the shots and we can design a business to work for us in whatever way feels best to us. So I love that you said that. And yes, data, please start tracking your numbers. And when you can use your data to drive your decisions, it takes the emotion out of it. For me, it's really helped me like be more objective and not realize that, okay, Whether I had a great success or a huge failure, that means nothing about me and my worth as a person. It's just data. Business is nothing more than an experiment. And sometimes you do an experiment and you get the really cool volcano and other times you mix things together and nothing happens. And when you can really take that step back and realize that, that is powerful. And it just lifts such a weight off of your shoulders at least it did for me yes I love that you said that because I talk about all the time like it's not we remove the emotion from it because we make the numbers we make the business emotional we make it personal that's why like unsubscribes can bother you because it's like okay what's wrong with me but it's not about you and we have to get to that place where we can look at the numbers objectively which of course is a skill and it takes work but It's just facts. It doesn't mean anything. It's just there for you to do whatever the heck you want to do with it. And I say the same thing about your budget all the time. Like, it's not a bad word. It's just the data for you to do what you want to do with it. Exactly. And I love that you said, too, it takes work. It takes practice. Absolutely. To be able to develop that resilience because we are so emotionally attached to money. I mean, money mindset in and of itself is huge. I mean, there's books written on this topic because it is such a in-depth topic. And I think as a business owner, we really need to work on that money mindset and get honest with ourselves. Okay. How are we viewing money? What is our relationship with money? Because if we're always scared of it, we're going to shift into that scarcity mode and hold ourselves back before we even get started. Absolutely. I call the, my, my framework is called the unstoppable finances framework. And the battlefield is one of those. This is where the money mindset comes in and economics, all those things. And this is where I'm like, it's really more of like a matrix because like they're all interconnected, which makes it a little difficult, like with content pillars, like, okay, well, this was like the battlefield, but it was also like the offense at the same time because we're working on all of them at the same time. So yes, like you have to work on your money mindset and the practical strategies like at the same time. We have to have both. I'm 
interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Yeah. And I think just taking the time to do that, to do the inner work, to really identify, okay, what are those self-limiting beliefs holding me back? Because you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you're getting in your own way and you're holding yourself back, you're not going to see that consistent cash flow. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a, a third secret that you'd like to share as well. What's secret number yeah. three? We've kind of been talking about it. It's that you have to play that well-rounded game. So within the unstoppable finances framework, the first part is the offense, which is what we've been talking about, right? Like that making more money. So yes, you have to be doing that, but it's just one part. We also have to have the defense. So the defense is where managing your money comes in. The budget, which is a four-letter word for some people. So your money management system is what I call it both on the personal side and on the business side. We have to be able to look at your numbers. It has to be right. You can't just set up bank import with QuickBooks, call it good. It's not tax season. I don't have to look at my numbers. Budgeting by your bank account balance, all of those things aren't setting you up for success. The third part is the battlefield, like I mentioned. Money mindset, economics, rules of the game. We need to know like why we're avoiding the budgeting, like there's reasons, but we do that. Our money mindset is formed about by the age of 10. I don't know about you, but I didn't have life figured out by the age of 10. And I was raised by humans who weren't perfect either. Like it just, it's, it's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with having these things here and affecting you. It's what you do with those. This is why it's the unstoppable finances framework, because we've been through several personal financial medical crises over the last 11 years or so, but it wasn't, it's not about creating a life without struggle. Like there's going to be stuff that happens. And I think 2020 was the wake up call for a lot of people. It's about what you do when those, when it happens. So the framework helps you become unsuitable. Yes. And then the fourth and final part is coaching because even professional athletes have somebody to help them review the footage. When you put all four together, you're not just working you get off the hamster wheel, I'll call it. Like you're doing these things and you like running in a circle and it ends up like your cash flow is not there and you're like flying off the loop because you're doing all this work and you're not getting there where you might just be one or two tweaks away that maybe a coach can see or maybe you're not tracking your numbers and you start doing that and it just with seemingly insignificant stuff and then you're there. Like you are hitting the numbers that you want to and it wasn't as big as we make it out to be. So often we like, make things crazy. We make them a bigger deal in our head than they really actually are. So when you start doing all four together, then you see the consistent cash flow. Love it because coaching is so, so key. It gives you that outside perspective. I forget who said it, but they said like, it's almost like being inside of a jar. And when you're, what's that? A pickle jar analogy. I use this all the time. Yes, exactly. And when you're inside the jar, you can't see the label on the outside and what it says. So that's why a coach 
is such a valuable asset. And like you said, professional athletes have a coach because they want to get to that next level. It's giving, right. It's literally collapsing time because we've been there. We've gone through the thing. We've built businesses. Now we want to help collapse that time frame for you. And you and I both have coaches in our quarters as well because we know the transformation. We know how that really saves us so many mistakes. You know, when we're recording this podcast, it's very, we just announced the new podcast name, The Motivated CEO. This literally came up last Thursday. It's a Tuesday right now. So what, like four or five days? Like that's crazy. But we made it happen. We took action to create results. And I think that's where we get in our heads that, and we overanalyze. And then because we're overanalyzing, we're not taking action. And then because we're not taking action, we're not getting any results. And it's just this, like you said, a hamster wheel. Very much so. And it's not that like you could, you probably would succeed without a coach, but it's about saving the time and the mistakes, collapsing the timeline, like you said. And it's an invaluable experience when you have that coach that really helps you move forward. So I know, especially if things are tight, we can look at the money like, oh, I don't have that. That that can be one day. And like, quite honestly, this is why I price my programs more affordably because I was that person. I was like, we are barely getting by. Like, how am I going to make this work? It's about figuring it out and asking yourself the question, how can this be possible? And really with all three of these, like all three points that at its simplest, like instead of saying, okay, that's great, but that won't work for me. How can it happen for me? Exactly. Then you shift your brain into seeing opportunities instead of limitations, because so often we're fighting for our limitations more than for the thing that we say that we want. And we do this Mm -hmm. over and over and over, and it's just an uphill battle and it makes business hard. And I think that's where most people get to that quit point where they're like, yeah, this was a whole lot harder, but you have to be so deep rooted in your why, why are you doing what you're doing? What is it that you actually want until you have clarity on those two things? You're not going to know you're going to be throwing the proverbial spaghetti against the wall. Right. And it's, it's just frustrating. It's hard, but finding those strategies that work for you, that are sustainable to you, It starts with this. It starts with the three steps that Amy just outlined here. Throw in the coaching, throw in a mentor to link arms with to help you from an outside perspective. Someone that doesn't have an emotional attachment to your business is such a valuable piece of the puzzle. And you do those things and you will generate consistent income within your business. Absolutely. And knowing then again, It's not going to be all butterflies and rainbows, but when you know, like your why, like you said, when you know what you're doing and it's sustainable, you're not going to end up burned out as much or when things don't go according to plan, because we never really have it all figured out. Like I remember there was a call I had done a a launch again of some sort. And I was looking at the data from it. I'm like, this this is a total flop. So my coach was like, okay, well, let's look at it. And she's like, okay, well, actually like all three of these things worked really well. We just didn't have enough people in it to see the result that I wanted. So that perspective shift, even though I had something that was working for me, it didn't quote work at the time. It still took tweaking. And when you know your why, and when you know what you're doing 
and you're passionate about what you're doing, then it's just like, I will until like, what are you going to quit too? Like, what's the alternative? I don't know about you, but I can't imagine not building a business. Like what would that even look like? It's like, okay, uh, no, like this is what I love to do. I'm not going to quit doing it. Oh my gosh. I feel the same way. And, and two, you're right. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. And I think a lot of times on social media, we get sucked into thinking that it is, oh, she just woke up getting the 10 K months and this, that, and the other, we don't see all the work behind the scenes. The times that we've shown up that no one else shows up with us, those times where no one's clapping for us, that the external validation that we crave, we're not getting. And those are the hard days. But I love how you touched upon like, okay, you had this launch, it didn't go as you expected, but you use the data to tweak a few key aspects. And that's the key. It's not burning the bridges down every single time and starting from ground zero. It goes back to that experiment. You can change just one little chemical and have a completely different reaction. And a lot of times we are, we're burning all the boats when it just took that one little thing that was just a little off. We just need to change the messaging up. We just need to do some split testing, some A to B testing to figure out, okay, what resonates better with the people Mm -hmm. in my world? Absolutely. And avoiding that shiny object syndrome that like, okay, it's the strategy that didn't work. No, not necessarily. Like look at the data, try it again, keep going. And then you're going to see results because even a lot of the big entrepreneurs that look so successful, they had so many times they had to do things over and over and over and over again. And you're special, but you're not that special. Like we have to keep trying. Yes, we forget that everyone started at ground zero. And what happens is we end up comparing our beginning to their chapter 20. So it's Mm -hmm. okay. Keep going. Keep testing. Keep moving forward. Action creates momentum and momentum creates results. Amy, this was such an awesome conversation today. I love the nuggets of wisdom that you shared. How can we get into your world and learn more about you? Absolutely. So I host a podcast. It's called Your Money, Your Life. Um, As of the time of this recording, we officially hit two years old and I added a second episode each week. It's called Cash Clarity and they're very short, quick hit five minutes or less for you to get a money win. And I'm having a lot of fun with recording them. So definitely come check out the podcast. I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm sure we'll have the links. It's at Amy Circa. And then I'll have a cash flow calculator, which is actually the first thing that I have my Money Mastery Academy, my signature program. The first thing I have you go through is the cash flow calculator. It's 12 simple questions. It's really like an assessment versus a calculator but it helps you see where you're at, where you're missing things, where you're on track, those quick little tweaks to help you see the cash flow faster. That's exactly what the calculator is designed to do. Um, And that's at amycircacom forward slash cash flow. I'm sure we'll put that below, but there we go. Awesome. Thank you, Amy, so much. I really enjoyed our conversation today. You're so welcome. Thanks, Amy, for having me. And until next time, embody your inner CEO. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 